0: Is that what I'm doing? Rough trade radio. Rough yeah. trade radio.
1: Yeah.
0: Rough trade
2: radio. Yeah. Rough trade, oh, is rough raid, trade radio. Right. Rough
3: trade radio. Kind of... Rough
2: trade radio. Rough trade radio. Yeah. Yeah. Rough trade radio.
1: back to the After Podcast, and of the month for February, the month of love. Got a few uh, heartbreaking records in in this month's lineup. Uh, Nige is sadly away this month, but instead we have the wonderful Joff yeah. who is back. Who, who you will all know.
4: Yeah, to speak about love yeah. and yeah, romance and these ten records. Yeah,
1: incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, sh- should we start?
4: Yeah, I think so. Um, we split these up. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually, I'll tell you about this in a minute. I actually, um, let's go with the first one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so, a surprise for you.
1: Okay, I'm going to kick off with number ten, as I always do, um, which is this month is uh, Sneaks with Highway Hypnosis out uh, on Merge Records. Now, Sneaks for anyone who doesn't know is Eva Mulchan. Mouch- I think is how we say it. Um, And she is from Baltimore. And this album was recorded in New York at Silent Barn. Um, It was produced by, I've got here, a smorgasbord of producers. But one that stuck out to me was Tony Zeltzer, who produces Princess Nokia, who we are, of course, a fan of. Um, But this music is... I've read that it's described as, like, minimalist post-punk, but it's also, like quite like spaced out hip hop.
4: Yeah. I think it is say. kind of a rap record. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like a sort of, but it's I'd a like, big mess of a record. Yeah. But it's great. It sounds like, like it's got, the it sounds like M.I.A. in places and Nana Cherry. There's yeah. sort of, you can hear bits of that coming in. Um, and it reminds me of this, do you remember that tricky record they did with Martin and Totty Bird where they did the Public Enemies Black Steel? No. And it's, it's an incredible record. Okay. It's ch- and it really reminds me of that. And, um, Before I heard the record, someone said to me, it reminds me of Tricky, not mentioning that that was the one track of Tricky's that it sounds like. Mm. But actually, it just really reminds me of just sort of Martin and Totley Bird's delivery. But it's just, and the record sort of starts out quite um, synthetic with drum machines and stuff and ends up sort of having real bass and stuff and it's just, it's a mess of a record in, in a very glorious way. Yeah. I really love this. And there's the two albums coming before it are amazing as well. Gymnastics nice. and It's a Myth and All merch and, um, yeah, And I, I d- love Sneaks.
1: I wasn't aware of her at all before this. But it's been, I think, one of those surprise hits with yeah. quite a
4: lot of stars. It's been a massive hit in the shop. It yeah. keeps getting played and it sounds amazing every time. Yeah. And you, you walk in on a different track and you think, what is this record? Because it's, it's such a varied record. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. Um,
1: I know that... Over at Rough Trade NYC, are big fans too.
5: Yeah, it's, um, very, it's a
4: very New York. Yeah, I mean, it's a it? very okay. NYC shop. Well, it sounds. I mean, it just <laughs> sound. I imagine that if you walk, that that's just what they they listen to all the time. Okay, and that they all look like sneaks. I've never up, been right. there, but yeah,
1: I'm wearing lime green t-shirts. Yeah. to match the uh, very tran- is it translucent lime green vinyl. Mm. It's quite garish, but in a cool way, it goes mm. really well with the pink, pink artwork. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like that looks amazing. Um, but the track I've chosen off this record is called The Way It Goes. And I particularly love it because it's it's quite a catchy song. But I love it when, I don't know if it's like, maybe like, I don't know, 30 seconds in or something. And some guy at the background goes, sneaks. And it's, <laughs> I, I love just, that. I just love that bit. That one time. Yeah, I so listen that up for it in the song. <laughs> Here we go with uh, yeah. The Way It Goes.
6: You know, I'll say you know. I can't stand. You know. I can't land. Doing tricks, now he's breaking on his hand. Playing Ted Deck like a little skateboard. Take me to a skate park, let me show off my moves. I can ollie, I can do a 180. Take me to the streets and I'll show you I'm on and when the lit, it goes on and
1: when the lit, it goes on and when the lit, it goes on and when the match it goes on so that was the way it goes next up we got Toy. see what I was gonna do this is oh, my okay. surprise
4: I was I decided to start comparing each album because I thought it's difficult sometimes to just describe it right maybe I'd compare each album to a chocolate bar
1: yes please do um, and Fun.
4: and then so that'll give someone like Maybe more of an idea of what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, like this. Um,
4: I just started doing this. I don't know why. On the way (laughs) in, I was just thinking, oh, maybe that people would like that.
1: So, what's Sneak's going to be?
4: Well, so I've had to think like, do we have American listeners? Yeah. So I've had to sort of think about some. Some of them have to be American. Right. Okay. So this is quite. She's actually not an American chocolate bar. She's an English chocolate bar. Okay. Cadbury's the the marvelous creations. Have you tried that? Which has got like the jelly beans and the popping candy. Cause it's like a massive mess mush, in chocolate, but it actually, chocolate. really works.
1: Nice, okay.
4: Um And but I think that's probably like a UK exclusive. I okay. don't reckon they have that. Okay. Maybe we could do some sort of prize at the end, and they could get all the ch- people could win all, all the, the chocolate, chocolate bars. bars. Like a selection. Yeah, box not the albums. They just get the ten albums a month as chocolate bars. As chocolate bars. Yeah, it's just. A, oh my that's god, that's just an idea. Let's do that. Great. Yeah, it's actually a really good plan. We might
1: have to. um Might have to source some of the some of the chocolate from our New York. Store.
4: Yes, because one of the albums I've compared to it, definitely what's definitely American okay. sweet. Um, but next, so the, so she's Marvelous Creations, okay. Sneaks. And next up is Toy, um, which is written in capital letters. I think that's quite it important. Is. Yeah, Toy. Uh, I don't know how they feel about it going lowercase. But, <laughs> you, uh, but when
1: you read it, do you shout it?
4: Yeah, I shout yeah. it. Yeah, if I read it, like, I looked up on the internet, I like, oh, there's the album by Toy. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, I went to see them at the shop. The yes. other week, yes. um, and they were great. Yeah, but it was I did realize that for a lot of the time I've been getting Temples and Toy confused. Right. The members confused. Oh, okay. I knew okay. they sounded different. Yeah, but I was surprised by what Toy looked like. Okay. Um, and uh, so it was a nice surprise because they're really you know some good looking guys there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this so this is the fourth album, Happy in the Hollow, or, out on Tough Love, and um, it's kind of more. I mean, it's Toy, it's what you'd expect from Toy, but mm-hmm. it feels a little bit mellower. Um, not quite as sort of kraut rock. It's, it's a bit of a mellower sort of take on the sort of shoegaze kraut rock. Yeah. Um, that they used to, that they've always done. Yeah, So, but it is. it was really, and the show was really lovely. There's some lovely tunes on this record. Yeah, um, I think they
1: played Bristol and possibly Nottingham as well.
4: Yeah, it sounds like the sort they of thing the, Toy would do. They
1: did the hat trick.
4: Yeah, <laughs> the hat trick, yeah. Yeah. So yeah I mean, I've got I picked a track off this is any more information there was a I don't want to tell people about the vinyl there was some there was some vinyl of this. There were, but I which think is gone.
1: We've sadly gone already. Yeah, there yeah, was, there was there a was
4: white one. It was blue and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it came with the seven inches and they've all gone. Oh no! So now we're just telling you thing, things you've instead. missed out Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, the chocolate bar I compared it to is okay. Whisper Gold, which I think has also uh, been discontinued.
1: Has it? Yeah, oh, I can't I haven't seen a
4: Whisper Gold for ages. Oh
1: my god! It'll be in some like news agents. Yeah, somewhere. if we could find, yeah, like, find a really old chocolate like, bar.
4: Yeah, so that's kind of ties in with the fact that the vinyl has gone as well, because it's a bit quite a mellow mm-hmm. sound i felt like it was quite like a whisper quite soft but yep. it's got a bit of an edge a krautrock edge and that's where the caramel comes yep. in yeah yeah you, like you see that's how it is, clever is this working <laughs>
1: it's working um I, was, I guess you could also go with a crunchy if it's if that if that krautrock has what? a bit of a crunch
4: yeah actually, and, you they,
1: and they do still sell crunchy. a
4: crunchy might be better actually because krautrock has got a crunchier edge there we go i think actually yeah so scrap the whisper girls <laughs> i should have run this by you before <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's go with the crunchy. instead for that. That's a much better um, okay. chocolate bar metaphor. Okay, cool. Um, so I picked a track. Should we hear it? Yeah, let's <laughs> hear it. Talk about chocolate. Let's hear this crunchy track. Uh, so this is a "You Make Me Forget Myself."
1: was toy in capitals uh next up we've got night beats with myth of a man out on heavenly recordings um now this is another i don't want to throw it into a basket here but it's another record produced by dan Auerbach.
4: so it's of a certain quality of
1: a certain quality indeed um definitely got some recognizable black keys vibes but that is of course nothing to complain about at all but um night beats is Seattle-based trio of Texan Danny Lee Blackwell plus James Traeger and Jacob Bowden. Um, this is their fourth studio album, and as I said, recorded with Dan Auerbach, and I think it was recorded in Nashville, which um, Danny apparently described as being a very humbling experience. I think it's like one of those yeah, pinch-me moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've arrived yeah. in Nashville and producing yeah. with Dan Auerbach. Yeah, yeah, it must
4: be quite... Yeah.
1: So, so that's pretty cool, but it's got that... Very, like, recognisable Western twang. Um, a lot of the guitars. It's got Delia, who writes uh, um Fold Note says, it sounds like a 60s pop nugget you surely should already know.
4: It, it, it's the weird thing about it is it has yeah. a strange familiarity, familiarity. to it. As if, like, yeah. you have, uh, I don't, you know, um, it reminds me a lot of things reminds me of the last Arctic Monkeys record in terms of that sort of, the sound, I suppose he's probably yes. going for that sort of dream pop, that yeah. sort of thing, that 60s thing. Yeah. Um, sometimes it reminds me of Cast. I'm sure. Okay. They won't be happy with that, <laughs> but it reminds it's me of cast. Fine. Cast fans, yeah,
1: uh, cast fans might, yeah, be, cast might, might, fans might love that.
4: Us. Yeah, but I'm sure that's not what we're aiming for. No, um, that's probably a bit more lumpen than what they're actually going for. But um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a very it feels like a very a sort of record that brings together loads of sort of ideas of classic pop yep. and just puts them all under one roof. And I there it is. Indeed. It's just like it's like a best of.
1: It is, um. Um, but no, I do like that. As we were saying, that familiarity. I think it's quite an easy record to listen yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's on
4: heavenly. It
1: is on heavenly. That's it's,
4: it's great. It's yeah, great. That's good. <laughs> I just realised it's on heavenly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So the track I've chosen is. What's
4: don't you want to know what chocolate bar?
1: Oh God, yeah, chocolate. <laughs> is it familiar chocolate bar?
4: It is a familiar. It's yeah. a classic because I felt like yes. it needed to be a classic, like this, um, because this is quite a classic record. Okay. Um, but. Because it's 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 got those elements of, of sort of that Dan back brings to it. Yeah, I put a Snickers because I feel like he's the okay. sort of peanuts. Nice. Uh, yeah, um, and so yeah, it's just Snickers. the through element with yeah. the,
1: the, the, the familiar chocolate. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs> I love um, this. Yeah, it's so fun. So what track did you you, you pick? From oh this? yeah, the tra- <laughs> the track I chose
1: is Eyes on Me, which I think is quite a quite a catchy tune and a good <laughs> intro to this. So uh, yeah, this is Night Beats and Eyes on Me. night and next up we have
4: international teachers of pop
3: Quite which
4: a, is a couple of the guys from moon landings and the singer from sound carriers um i can't pronounce her name leonore leonore
1: Leonor. is that we- Wheatley. oh that's so. easy leonore yes.
4: it's just that i can't read it because i need glasses um yeah so it's <laughs> them um they've teamed up with her and they've made this incredible this, this sort of uh, disco monster, this monster disco record—it's—it's <laughs> it's a beast, a sort of beast of a disco record. It's—it's um, it's just a great disco record that came out of nowhere that I didn't really. We were selling it in, and it was selling really well. And I'd sort—I'd of, read about it. and That was yeah. quite when we put it on. It was just like this is a this is cool. This is a big big record. Yeah,
1: um, I'm actually looking at the kind of similarity artists we've got down here, Donna Summer.
4: Yeah, I mean it is all Amber. those things, but it's kind of it's done in a sort of. Um, it's sort of a loving tribute to them. It's not mm-hmm. like, it doesn't sound like a Donna Summer record. It's mm. more that it's in love with those records and wants to try and recreate them. And it, it kind of fails.
1: Okay. Like it
4: doesn't sound like a George Giorgio Moraga yeah, record. Yeah. But it, in the failure, it kind of creates something quite um, quite special and oh, quite unique. I like this. It's sort of, um, yeah. It, I'm glad they had a go.
1: I'm cu- <laughs> cool. I'm quite excited to hear this because I, I, this is one I've not kind of zoned in on yet. No, so,
4: I think we got it early, so it's not really sort of out there in the world. And we've got some signed copies as well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we've had it a couple of weeks now.
1: And we've got a limited green vinyl.
4: Yes. Which is cool. Yeah, and um, some signed copies they've got. Uh, uh, um, we keep telling people about what's going on, not we? Yeah, we should cut <laughs> that bit out there, John. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so what, what chocolate bar are we going with this one? Because that's one I don't know very well. This chocolate okay. bar going to inform me a
4: lot hershey's kissables okay you know those they're like this sort of
1: the little are r- they the little
4: the bright drop yeah and they're yes. like really um really bright colors really sweet and just re- really pop just a really pop uh the <laughs> pop equivalent like right. the most pop record and the most pop sweets you could possibly have okay um so i've gone for them i don't know where we're going to find some of those yeah if those we sort the of things people
1: bring back from like Duty free, aren't they?
4: Yeah, okay. Well, next yeah. time someone goes to America, yeah, <laughs> we'll get them to bring some <laughs> back <laughs> for the prize.
1: Some international teachers of Hershey's. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um,
4: so the track, um, I mean, there's so many great tracks on this, but I think um, After Dark is the one that that sort of epitomises the whole album for me. It's just After Dark. This is it.
1: That was International Teachers of Pop. And next up, we have Toro y Moi.
4: Yeah.
1: said it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with album Outer Peace. Now, this has been pretty massive in Rough Trade East, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, And possibly the world. I yeah, feel like it's had a lot of ripples since this, this it came full out. full of bangers. Yeah. I mean, a- a g- and kind of a surprise, probably for our usual kind of edit.
4: Yeah, it kind of feels like he's um, sort of moved it towards... Um, it, it just feels like what straight it sounds like a really contemporary pop record, mm. like what you actually hear mm. in the sort of mainstream. Yeah, with the sti- exactly. with the, a lot with all the sort of the weirdness of his previous records.
1: Yeah,
4: and it's just very accessible. Like my kids like the record. Yeah, I mean, and it's quite a strange thing. Um, you could hear of, it on
1: Radio One. Can yeah, you, you could. Yeah, That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: It feels like it's a very competitive record. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, I really like it. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's. It's pretty m- infectious, yeah. <laughs> Um, but Toro Waimoa, m- Moi, for anyone who doesn't know, um, he's been around a while. It's Oakland based producer and designer Chaz Bear, cool name. Um, and he mixes and matches samples and pop tastica. And this album in particular was written in the Bay Area. Now, I think he's kind of known as his style is known as Chill Wave,
4: yeah. I mean, he's really upped the. Up the heat. He's turned up the heat on the chill yeah, wave. Yeah, yeah. With it's this record, really sounds yeah. like it's underwater. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it, which sounds odd, but when you yeah. hear it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super cool and infectious, as we have said. Um, loads of disco, pop, and funk in there. It's kind of of a mega mix of all that. Yeah, proper funky. It's really fun.
4: Yeah, it's just a really fun record. It's it, yeah, it's quite varied across the whole thing, but it just, um, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've, the chocolate bar, obviously, oh God, yeah. I liken it to as a double-decker. Okay. It's got that smoothness yeah. that you've yes, got in this. The sort of, and then but it's also got that sort of crunch. You don't know what's in there. Yeah. Even the things like, which is actually a biscuit in double-decker. Yeah. But, you know, often people think it's raisins, but it's not raisins. But, you know, <laughs> um, but it's kind of like, it's just like, there's a lot going on. But there is just underneath it all, there's this kind of just smooth, yeah. sort of chilled out, sort of funky disco record. Yeah. and um, I yeah. feel like
1: the, the vocal is the smooth part a lot of the time. Yeah. And then all the production and the,
4: the funk madness, and yeah, Mr. and the madness yeah, like the,
1: the second layer.
4: Yeah, People, like yeah that. exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly right. Um, I think this track best shows it off. I'd love to say that I chose this, but this is on your recommendation and it's a great choice.
4: Yeah, um, it's because this song reminds me of when I go to parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to see the band play. But
1: doesn't this song, I don't know if it's been sampled, but I feel like I've heard the you're gonna have a party, that bit like, before in something, it sounds really similar okay. to another song. I don't know why. It's just, it is just uh, that, be, that be, mainstream yeah. esque.
4: Yeah, yeah. can't
1: really describe it in, other, in any other way.
4: Just singing, yeah, just sang. It's I'm fun. I know. Sang. I mean, that's
1: twice now. <laughs> I had to sing for Jeff Goldblum, which oh. everyone was, uh, <laughs> I won't say treated to. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is <laughs> Toro Waimwa, and who am I? <laughs>
3: Yeah, to, to be the Los Angeles and you're using a larger electronic device such as a laptop computer. Please note that these devices are going to be scaling them overhead in or an
1: We've
4: got? Uh, It's Beirut. Beirut are back. A classic. Um, I sort of um, judged my time here by Beirut records coming out because they sort of, they come out, there's always enough time between them for me to realise that I've been here too long. Okay. And this is like my... Did they put
1: their first record out when you started then?
4: I think I bought the first record just before I started. Okay. um, From the old shop. Um... And then, it, then we started here. It's now on a fifth album. And, and just they've just become this band that sort of signals the passing of time for me. Because uh, I know they spend a few years on this record. <laughs> so when a new album comes out, I was like, oh, no, I've been here long enough to see another Beirut record. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. No. Um, because it's a Beirut record. So it's exciting. You're like, oh, you know, I like Beirut. But it, it always reminds me that, you know... Life's, life's passing me by, mm-hmm. and I think Beirut had that sort of feeling yeah, of a yeah. sort of sad march, march. You know, the sort of t- it just feels like there's something quite nostalgic about their music, anyway. Yeah, and so maybe it just reminds me of the, of, of the 1940s <laughs> when I play ball in French cities. Um, and uh, so this is Gallipoli, um and it's the fifth album, mm-hmm. and it's—I mean, it's what you'd expect from Beirut. I don't think anyone's going to be that surprised no. by this record, but no. it's a very beautiful Beirut record. New for them. I don't see why Beirut would have to do it. Like, they no. sound so distinctive. Yeah. So, um, so, like themselves, it, it seems strange when bands sort of try and change their sound too much. It feels like, in a way, when no one else sounds like Beirut, why, would, why wouldn't why would Beirut sound like, be mm-hmm. the only people that sound like Beirut? Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a lovely record, and it's just full of so many beautiful melodies and, and beautiful tunes and great lyrics. It's just... Uh, it's really nice. I had trouble choosing a track okay. for this one because it's so nice. And also the chocolate bar was very tricky for this. But it's, it's, oh, really? For people who don't know Beirut, it's just sort of more the same sort of... The, and it's like...
1: They're quite world music aren't they?
4: Like, yeah, I mean, it's got... Um, it's just got elements of... I'm trying to think of what, what it's like. Um, it's kind of like Bon Iver, or Iron Wine, not Devanjabana. It's that sort of mess of sort of folk influences and also sort of traditional roots influences, but it comes together, there's in it's uh, just, just a very magic, good, yeah. Way. yeah way. It <laughs> is magical, it is quite, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's for people who like that. And if I guess, I, I assume most people know Beirut because they've been around for a while, yeah. But I guess, um, I would,
1: yeah, I think so. They're um, kind of big hit. I think they're doing some big, I can't remember which festival it is. I think they're doing a quite a big slot at a festival this year, they've okay. For. So, you know, they're up. It's there, it's gonna be fun, yeah, yeah,
4: it's yeah. it's always fun, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the track I chose then was Gallipoli, which is, I think that's how, am I saying that right?
1: Yeah.
4: Okay, Gallipoli yeah. is, and that is the title track, because it's just, the, the, the melody is beautiful, so that's why I chose this.
1: What chocolate
4: bar is it? Oh, chocolate bar. <laughs> this was really tough, you see. I felt, <laughs> because I've always felt like they had this sort of, this European sound. Um, yeah. And uh, it just, yeah, just something sort of very traditionally European about their sound. So even though they're from America... Yep. They actually have what I think is a very European sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me of the mountains of Switzerland, often with the sort of the trumpets and, you know, the, the, the sort of organs that are on this record. Um,
1: like the grandeur.
4: Yeah, there was something about um, the mountains of Switzerland that it reminded me of. So I chose a Toblerone.
3: Very clever. <laughs>
4: really, I chose a Toblerone, I've just tried to fit Beirut around that. <laughs> but I feel like Toblerone would work for Beirut. Yes. Um I like that. There's something quite, yeah, that sort of the chewy nougat. Yeah. It's like...
1: And Toblerone was always a thing that you would get if you went on like a European road trip or you went on the ferry yeah. to France when you were a kid. It's yeah. not an
4: everyday chocolate no, bar. No, it is And not. Beirut aren't an everyday band. No. They're the sort of band you have a record by every four years. And Toblerone's, I probably have every four years. Yeah. So that's, again, another similarity. I love this. I love and, the chocolate um, thing. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Beirut and <laughs> Glibly. <laughs>
1: Route and Gallipoli and now we're on to album four and this ties in very nicely with the month of February and love because this is this is an album all about love. It's called Heartbreak and it is by the band Unloved, another Heavenly Recordings smasher. Um so Unloved, you may recognise them if you're fans of the BBC America drama Killing Eve, they actually soundtracked
4: yeah, I the didn't show. Know that. Which I didn't know that. No, is this the soundtrack to that?
1: I think a lot of the songs, of the songs are from. Songs it. I don't think it's specifically I didn't watch branded. It's it quite scary. Yes, yes. But, um, it's quite scary looking for uh, artwork. Yeah, this album. But the whole
4: album's quite um, it's
1: quite. It's quite spooky. Noir-y. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah
4: noir is yes. exactly. It's like a sort of. It's got a ghostly feel to it. It like, does. It's like a sort of ghosts of girl groups record. Yeah, like, it sounds like a girl group record, but it's kind of like it's made. From the other side. Yes. Um, and it's Ooh, really quite, sp- it's got quite, quite a spooky feel to it. It's really good.
1: I can't wait for the spooky chocolate that <laughs> <but> I've chosen. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: um, but yes, this is their second LP and they are an LA Belfast based trio uh, consisting of David Holmes, Kifus Siancia, which I think I've hopefully pronounced right, and Jade Vincent, who is the vocalist. Um, as I've mentioned, soundtracks Killing Eve. And, um, but yes this is all about love and i think jade has described it as it's all the experiences and feelings that she has felt and she's finally had the guts to perform it in song
5: okay so
1: very much about love very emotional very but as you say like kind of noiry um this comes on a first pressing red vinyl which you could associate with the love thing or yes. maybe even the kind of the blood killing eve thing yeah <laughs> kind of up, up, maybe a bit yeah. both. <laughs> both. <laughs> um, but Correct. yes, they are brilliant. They uh, did a, a Q&A and performance in Rough Trade East. Yeah, it was really recently, special. Which tonight, is really yeah. special. So that was very cool. And I think we'll be featuring that in a podcast coming very soon. Okay, nice. Yeah. So um, so yeah, any other thoughts on Unloved?
4: Um, no, but the the talk was interesting. <laughs> Actually, I've got more thoughts. I okay. love this record. It's really nice. But um, just reminding me, that for the Unloved... Um, talk there was some guys that came down because ian brown was doing a signing the next day right and i got this phone call from this guy like five o'clock in the morning his name was greg and he was in a real panic he was coming from sheffield his train had been delayed and he just wanted to get tickets to the ian brown thing we still had some in store and i was like it snowed the night before yeah and i felt really sorry for greg so i said to greg i said look i'll tell you what i'll put a couple of records aside for you Mm -hmm. and the wristbands so you can come see ian brown He's like great there's five of us we want to stag do. I'm like, okay this is this that's fine. Okay, okay we'll do that so I put five aside for and and anyway he said he would be here about 4:30. Yeah. Um from Sheffield he arrives at 4:30 very excited. Greg is very excited. I give him his wristbands and his four friends and they're like great and they're like well, should we just um should we just wait around? I was like yeah you can wait around That's fine. I'm thinking you know, I'd love to just sort of things just start. It's about six o'clock by now by yeah. the, when I see Greg again and um by this point, I'm thinking, hmm, strange that Greg would still be here. And then it turns out that Greg and his friends have got the wrong day, and they thought they were queuing to see Brown? Ian Brown on the, on the Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, And then the oh, next day, so they've had a few drinks. They're looking forward to meeting their hero, Ian Brown. <laughs> and the next thing, they're like, it goes completely dark. And they're like, what's happening now? And I'm like, well, <laughs> now you have to shut up, because they were being quite loud, yeah. because there's now a talk. But to be fair to Greg and his friends, they had a lovely night at the talk. <laughs> They oh, really wow. enjoyed it.
1: Discovered a new band.
4: Yeah, they discovered a new band. They, they listened very, um, intently. very intently to the talk. <laughs> and I think it was quite a strange way to start their stag do. I,
1: yes, but, I imagine um,
4: so. And then, yeah, and I, didn't, I never saw them again, but I assume they came back the next day for Ian Brown. Free Ian Brown. Um, and then, yeah, that's just a story to tell you about. Wow.
1: <laughs> what a rough <Russian> experience <laughs> nice for, for Greg this and record. his friends. But
4: if Greg, if Greg and his friends on a stag do <laughs> can, you know, can hear this Unlove record and you know, their mood. You know, can change, yeah. and, they, and they can fall in love with it. Then I think anyone can fall in love yeah. with this record. It's a beautiful record.
1: Can, t- can turn a alcohol infused man upside down. Exactly. There we go. <laughs>
4: um,
1: so, which chocolate bar would you recommend Greg and his friends should consume?
4: <laughs> well, I hadn't thought about this sort of um, the romantic element that you.
1: Said. Okay.
4: I was thinking a like, lot, sort of, quite a, a luxurious chocolate bar. Okay.
1: That yes.
4: That, and at the same time, is quite exotic. Yeah. And so I went for a dark bounty. Ooh. Um, that's
1: perfect. So,
4: and that's what I've gone for for I that. I like that. Um, yeah. So it's not that romantic a bar, but you know.
1: I feel like a bounty's quite.
4: It's quite, actually, no, it is quite romantic because it comes in duos. Any of those things that come in duos, yes. they're meant to be for shared sure, by lovers. For two. There yeah.
1: we go. <laughs> I love it. Um, the track I've chosen is When a Woman Is Around. Um, so, yeah.
5: enjoy.
4: Great.
0: To know the ways of the world, a means to an end seems the who has the most of whatever is best, all the better, may the best man win. An eye for an eye is a blind man's rule, I wasn't born to follow. Veils that the but simply. For now, I acquiesce. Even now is it was then, so it will always be. The bridges only widen. As your disguise is worthy. Fishing clouds
7: When a woman is around
4: Unloved. Oh, when a woman is around. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, next, is this uh, number three? It is. Um, Sharon Van Etten's back. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> it's always exciting. Um, she's been doing stuff. <sighs> what's she been doing? She had a baby.
1: She had a baby. She's been doing so much.
4: She was actress.
1: She was actress. She was in the OA. She yeah. was in um, what's that? David Lynch series. Twin Peaks. She was in that. It's in
4: Twin Peaks. She's in that, she's been, yeah, so she's been acting and having children, and is she does she still live in New York? She moved as well? I think,
1: she, I think she's still in Brooklyn.
4: Okay, right, so she's still there, but she's been very busy. Yes. So from what I understand, this record sort of came about, um, she recorded a lot of demos, um, sort of, in quite a sort of fragmented way. Um, so it wasn't like she sort of sat down and made a record, she sort of found time where she could find it, because mm. that's the nature of acting. And childcare. Yeah, um, I think
1: she also got a degree or something.
4: She did. I think I knew something Ridiculous. Something like that. Like it didn't she done. train to be? She trained to be something. Yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, it was almost like a vocation. Was it vocational course something like that? It was like
4: trained as a counsellor.
1: Oh my god, she, she was. She
4: was a mental health counsellor. I think it is. So what? That. Um, so so Sharon. she's been really busy. So you can imagine it's how much time you're going to get to make a yeah. record, but people are going to want a record. So you had to make the record. Yeah. Um, it's on Jag Jaguar again. It so is. obviously the label's probably saying, like, come on. I know you <laughs> want to be, I know you want to do all these things. Great to see you acting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your kids, sweet. But can can we have a record, please? Oh, so that's music. Try, yeah. So she starts to make all these demos up. And from what I understand, she sort of sends them over to John Congleton, who um uh, produced it, who does like St. Vincent, John Grant, Angel olson So and he kind of layered beats and bass on top of the demos she'd sort of sent and they sort of built the track up from that way because it oh. is a sort of more it's kind of got a disco feel to the record not not so sort of out and out disco but it's got a poppier side to it um, Yes, and it's, yes it it's does kind of the, like the most accessible Sharon Van Aten record I've heard it feels like there's something you know like the idea of the great American novel mm. that sort of it feels like there's something about this sort of record that fits mm. into that idea the sort of great American record it's sort of it feels like it sounds like New York and yeah. it's like yeah. in the way the same Springsteen sounds like New Jersey, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it sounds like where it comes from. Yeah, which is, um, no, I 100% agree. Um, I think
1: I've um, described this. I played a, well, heard twice, two or three times on the podcast this year, I think. But um, I think I described it as quite anthemic, like a lot yeah. of it like that 17
4: tracks just yeah 17's great. amazing I, I, I tried to find a different record to play for this, but it wasn't 17 <laughs> yeah but I really love 17 it's so good. much that I thought and also we've had some quite downbeat stuff um and uh it felt like we needed something to, we needed a bit of, a bit of something uplifting yeah so I chose 17 um the chocolate bar was hard though yeah I kind of wanted something that was typical New York, but I don't really know what would be a yeah. typical New York. Oh
1: God, I don't know. Like either. a Kit
4: Kat chunky, felt like it was, but it didn't feel quite right. Dairy Milk fruit and nut because it was, it's quite a, a poppy record. But I, I, I mean, I don't. Maybe that should be the competition that someone tries to find. They, they write <laughs> in to say what chocolate bar,
1: Shampanett, Sharon Sharon and, and
4: then they can win all the other chocolate bars. Uh,
1: okay, is what? that a competition? It could be, yeah. uh, unless what?
4: anything is, springs to mind. No,
1: for... I like that. So, what chocolate bar is? Remind me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Please. That's it. <laughs> Answers on the postcard. Yeah, postcards. <laughs> yeah, do
4: you want postcards or email?
1: It'll be like you can either tweet us, comment tweet us. in the comment on the comments on That's the description a good idea, of the podcast. Yeah. We'll See them all or
4: email. Maybe we should give someone like, yeah,
1: a, you can email us at access at roughtrade.com.
4: Good one. I was just gonna give line. someone's email address here. It would really yeah. annoy them to get yeah. just random chocolate yeah. bars. Like, we like, yeah. and alex at roughtrade.com. Alex just gets like, <laughs> just kick that chunky email to me. like, why do people keep sending me chocolate bars? <laughs> I actually, do send your answers to alex at roughtrade yeah. as well.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, so I chose, um, I chose 17 as the track again. Amazing. And You played that already, haven't you?
1: Um, I have, but not for a few shows, and I think everyone can agree we we can hear that again.
4: Yeah. Here we go, then. This is Sharon Bannett and and Seventeen.
1: with Sian Van Etten, and next up we have the pin ultimate for February this is Prefab Sprout and I Troll the Megahertz now this is actually um a reissue in that the album was originally released in 2003 uh under the name of singer guitarist keyboard player and songwriter for Prefab Sprout Paddy McLoon or McLoone he's McLoone I said that wrong already um <laughs> So, yes, this is the first time it's been released under the name Prefab Sprout. And it's also its very first time on vinyl, which is very exciting. Now, Sean tells me this is Nigel's, one yeah, of Nigel's favourite records ever. Absolutely
4: loves Prefab Sprout. And this is, um, but this isn't like a normal Prefab Sprout record, to be clear. Like, so sort of yeah. this isn't like a Steve McQueen or Swoon. This is, yeah. um, what happened? So it's from 2003. And, and what, from what I understand, Paddy McAloon has, Detached retinas.
1: Yes, he had. He does suffer some health problems. And so,
4: in 2003, he's basically housebound, and he can't see. Um, so he's blind and housebound, and so he starts listening to, like, chat shows and and talk shows and phone-in mm-hmm. radio and shortwave radio, and just and sort of pick, starts picking up bits of conversation and writing it down and recording it, and um, and he starts sort of making this. Because it's actually a sort of like a classical piece in a way, like Ravel or something, Debussy or something. Yeah, or 100%. Or something. Um, And yeah, so he starts building this this album up, and it's it, I mean, it isn't like any other pre-film Sprout record. So to come into it thinking, but it, in a way, it kind of fits. It kind of sounds as crazy as all their records because their yeah. records have always been all over the place. Um, and yeah, it's just a really. But it ends up being a really sad, beautiful record. Like, this is a really sad record. Mm. Um it's And it is um, one, I think Yvonne Connors does vocals on the opening track, and it's amazing. She's just sort of just speaking over the top of it. Mm. Uh, Paddy McAleen does vocals on Sleeping Rough, I think. Yeah, Sleeping Rough is the track that he sings on. Um, It's just a, it's like, I think uh, it is a masterpiece, but it's like a really, I think Mojo called it, put it in their top 50 of most out there records. Okay. Because that's what it was like when this record came out. It was such a, it was such a weird record, you know. Yeah. It's amazing when you hear his voice on that, because you can hear the voice that you sort of associate with the the pop hits and um, the things, and you hear his voice in the middle of this. I don't know what he looks like, but you've told me he looks...
1: Okay, so all the imagery that I got through when we were... Because we've got this on Rough Trade Exclusive Double yeah. White Vinyl, which at this very present moment, currently we have a bit of an issue with it. So you can't currently order it online at the time of recording this. But yeah, hopefully it I, will be back. I think we will
4: sorted in the next few days. So, okay, cool. hopefully it, should so be, it
1: should be back ASAP. Yeah. But um yes, and all the imagery that I got for this, uh, you know he's presented with prefab sprout in the the golden days, yeah. a young slim man on a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, but he did. Uh, I think he was on Newsnight the other night for the BBC. Okay. And he looks like Father Christmas.
4: Amazing. It's so I had no incredible. idea. No. So I was I was listening to this thing. And I wonder what he looks like now. I was Wh- genuinely white thinking. Hair and beard, yeah. Like, was just thinking like, it's been a while. He's been around what?
1: Mm.
4: Nearly forty years.
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, I was just wondering, that I was thinking he must have aged. Yeah, and, and now it looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So he was on Newsnight, was he talking about this? Yes. Was he talking about this? Yes, that's great. So it's great to be talking about this record fifteen years later because um, I don't know, it's one of those records that kind of did get lost, I think, just because people didn't really know what to do with it. Oh, we've got a picture of him. Oh my god, he looks incredible. He does. That's what I want to look like. When, um, he looks Patty like McElhin's eccentric age. but
1: brilliant. I love he the looks sunglasses. Amazing. Almost quite like Willy Wonka when he's an old yeah, man. Yeah, he looks like a wizard. That's yeah. amazing. It's cool. Y-
4: while you're listening to this, quickly Google um, Paddy McAloon now, <laughs> and um,
1: that's the top hit.
4: Yeah, and yeah, amazing. Um, so it is a masterpiece, and it's like it, it's just a beautiful record. Yeah,
1: and, and it's largely apart from the. Um, some of the vocals you described it is largely instrumental. Yeah, it's largely instrumental isn't isn't it? record.
4: It's just it's so relaxing, so beautiful, yeah. It just washes over you. I just I can't recommend it enough. And okay. I know it's really it's annoying that we have um, some issues with the first side, I think it is. Um, but yeah. they, they're all being sorted out by the labels, so we'll have yeah. a new stock coming in. And um,
1: and then they go flying out because and we, go flying out. Yeah. because yeah. this chat about it is <laughs> just know. selling it. Yeah, so well it is it is great. And actually, the track I've chosen um, is the final track, which is called "But We Were Happy." And this, when I first heard it, it, as you were saying earlier, it has got a lot of those, like, classic greats vibes, you know, like Mm. Debussy and stuff. And have you seen the film The Favourite?
4: No, I didn't go to the cinema. Okay, so
1: The Favourite has lots of those kind of tracks as the soundtrack to it because of the period that it's set in Mm. and stuff. Like, a lot of that, like, grandeur and trumpets and stuff. And, um, strings. And this track sounds like it could be placed in that favourite film. Um... People who've seen the favorite and then listen to this track, hopefully you'll get what I mean. But um, yeah, I like it a lot. I can I can understand why it's a big hit with Nige. Yeah, it fits well with Nige. Yeah. But um, obviously, the big question is, what chocolate bar is this?
4: <laughs> oh, it's a Galaxy. Is it? Yeah, because just you, you just disappearing. You know how you have a, you just melt into a galaxy. Yeah, it melts and you kind of melt with it. There's that thing. Just. You know, a galaxy is just about sitting back. Yeah, it's like a sort yeah, of cigar okay. of the chocolate world. You know, you just sit back and you take time out and let just the whole thing. You just become a one with the world. That with the galaxy. Can so I? I can galaxy? I make a
1: slight edit to your chocolate choice? <laughs> okay. I don't know if they exist anymore. <laughs> Did they, didn't they used to do a white galaxy? Yeah. Can we have a white galaxy? you know the, the white vinyl, white galaxy. Yeah.
4: Okay. White galaxy. It okay. Is, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you still get them? I thought they. I di- don't think you can. Yeah, I think they were like a limited edition. But Uh. hey
4: we'll go
1: (laughs) if 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 the chocolate world was like we could just pick anything, they're all still in existence. It'd be the white one. (laughs) But yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, this is prefab sprout and but we were happy. was prefab sprout and Jeff coming in with the number one.
4: Yeah, I've ended up doing the number one. Um, yeah, why did I end up doing the number one? Is that because I wanted to avoid the number one of the other numbers because I didn't. Yeah, I think it's because I mind. just
1: did the even numbers, which yeah. I usually do. And uh, okay, so I've ended up being well.
4: the number one. So, I mean, it's um, so it's Newham from X Ray, mm-hmm. which is um, Elena from Daughter. Yes, um, and this is her sort of side project, solo project. Um, on the side it's on 4AD there's a couple on 4AD this month and um, yeah it's it's about a, a relationship falling apart you know identify much it's it's <laughs> um, and it's just beautiful it's it's such I mean, I'm, I like I kind of always thought you know they were a good band and stuff but I actually think this is a, a record I I like this more than I've liked any of their records. Okay, strange. it feels like it's a bit it's a, a little bit poppier maybe yeah. than theirs, and it sounds it's really nice. Put this on on headphones and go out or go on the tube. It's very sad though. The lyrics yeah. are so sad. Like I think the thing of listening to a record like this in the shop is you're you doing other stuff all the time, and you kind of don't notice always the sort of the the lyrics and the, the nuances of the record. Um, it's actually one that I think people need to take away and sort of spend time with and just listen to on your own. It's so sad. It's oh. such a sad record. It's um, so such a ra- good,
1: like, anti-Valentine's
4: record. Yeah, I know. It really is. Unlove's a great... I mean, Unlove's called Heartbreak. And that's <laughs> like... like This is actually... As, as selections go, I mean, Sharon Van Etten's is kind of upbeat, I suppose. You know, but actually, this is quite a downbeat collection of records we've got here. It is.
1: Apart from Toro M1.
4: Yeah, I suppose that's a party record. That's yeah. for like... I don't know when you at what point on Valentine's Day you would listen to that <laughs> record. I guess you'd get ready with, with Tori Wild yeah, yeah. and Sneaks. So you'd probably start off the night with them. Yeah. Um, on the way there, so you go, so imagine you're going on a date. Okay. It, so you're going on a date. Is it, it's, it's first date, so we're hoping it's going to go well. We yeah. have a toy on the way there. Um, while you're there, mm-hmm. over dinner, have night beats. Something yeah. that people feel at ease with. Yeah. Um, I was going to say background and,
1: music, but that's... It's,
4: it's sounds not, bad. Yeah, no, not in a bad <laughs> not in a bad way. Just something you could put on and yes. people are like, I like this. Oh, yeah. I think I like it's Goodbye. a familiarity to it, yeah. but it's also fresh. So that's night beats. And I thought we'll put put Beirut on as well while mm-hmm. we're having dinner. Yep. Um and then after the dinner, it's gone well. Um so let's go clubbing. <laughs> now in the Uber, let's listen to International Teachers of Pop. Yes. Um that's on the way to the club. And when we get to the club, um we're gonna listen to Toro? Did Toro? We? Yeah. yeah. I think we'll listen to that, yeah. I reckon. and That's then the And Sharon Van as yes. well. I listen to them in the club.
1: That's like later on in the night when you're getting all emotional. Yeah,
4: you're getting emotional. You've had a few dreams, Yeah.
1: But
4: I mean, I'm thinking we're not going to go home there because we're, we're not going to go home together because <laughs> look what happens later on in the night. You've got Prefab Sprout, which is an incredibly lonely record. <laughs> yeah. Um, unloved, Heartbreak. Again, it's not really. And then this X-Ray record. Yeah. So it just doesn't end well. If okay. this is a story of a romance... It doesn't end well. It does it It's Basically, it starts out incredibly hopeful and ends up with...
1: Yeah. Although I guess you could you could listen in reverse and oh, maybe so you, end up so with you start some kind heartbroken. of euphoria. Yeah.
4: That's nice. So you, maybe you're coming out of a relationship. And you get to
1: tour away more at the end. And yeah,
4: that's where you end up.
1: We're going to have a party.
4: <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a nicer way of looking at it. And it's more suitable for Valentine's Day. It is. Um, what are you doing for Valentine's Day?
1: I don't know. Okay. No. No clue. No <laughs> plans.
4: Okay, but you've got a date.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I have a boyfriend, so I'm assuming he'll fingers do my crossed. <laughs> okay,
4: <laughs> does this come out? Will this air before Valentine's Day? It um, will, won't it? Yeah,
1: it will. Yes, because Valentine's Day is yes. Next yes, Thursday, yes. Yeah, so. so it's gonna air, This is gonna air on Tuesday, the 12th.
4: <sighs> fingers crossed, he's listening. Then. Yeah, I know. Ooh. <laughs> Otherwise, if you be If I see, if I see listening to the X-ray album the <laughs> next day, <laughs> I know things haven't gone well. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So the um. So, it's just a beautiful, sad pop record. It is. Um, I, yeah.
1: And actually, it's on blue vinyl, which is like yes. the, the colour of
4: Of sadness. Of it's like, and sadness. yeah, it's yeah. like the, yeah, it's an incredibly sad it colour. Is. Um, and uh, it comes with a bonus disc, which has got tracks from that show she did in November um, yeah, at Hoxton Hall, yes. Yeah. Very um, cool. So, though, I mean, it's just such a great album of the month. Yeah, I really think this is one of those records that, at the, end, at the end of the year, I'd be surprised if this wasn't in my top ten, Yeah, because it's just one of those records you can take to your heart and just spend a lot of time fe- yeah. feeling quite sad with, you know, because you need those records, Yeah, especially in February.
1: And actually, the way Delia describes it, as much as it's a very sad, depressing record, not depressing, but you know, sad, heartbreaking record, by listening to it and the kind of sound, it makes you fall in love with it.
4: Yeah. So in that sense, you know, maybe it is. It's quite a, it's quite a comforting record yeah. to listen to. There is a comfort in sort of when you feel a bit sad, there's something quite comforting about listening to sad things. Mm. And I feel like this is one of those records you kind of, yeah, it's just, it's, it's actually a very warm sound. It's not, um, it's not cold and depressing. No. It's just a sort of warm sadness to it. um, And I love it. <laughs> and the track I've chosen um is Romance. The lyrics to this are amazing. Um, it's just, there's some lovely imagery in there. And also, it reminds me of Taylor Swift, but don't tell anyone. Okay. Because everyone's like, oh, God, I love this record. And it's like, and I heard it, I was like, that sounds like a Taylor Swift record. Oh, really? In a good way. <gasps> I mean, because I mean, anything sounding like a Taylor, Taylor Swift isn't yeah, it, yeah. getting in a good way for me. But um, yeah, I just love this song. And um, it's just a really nice little pop moment on the okay. record. So this is Romance off uh, X Ray's. Um,
1: oh. And we'll do the chocolate bar after the song because then people can go. Oh back yeah, they can. have a listen to it, listen and, see to it. What, and see if you got it right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have a think about the chocolate bar while this plays. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: in the night It was a drunken stutter Started as a next-to-nothing conversation Staring me out, taking me apart of my friends.
4: That was "Romance" then by X-Ray off her self-titled album. The chocolate bar. I just want the chocolate bar now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, please. So this
4: was easy. This was like as soon as I heard it, I was like, "There's only one." So it's romantic.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: It's delicate. Mm-hmm. You know, feel that feeling that could fall apart. Yeah. Um, it's also incredibly classic.
1: Okay. <gasps> Can I guess? Yeah. Is it twelve?
4: No, but it's close. It's a flake.
1: A flake. Yeah. Forgot that kind <laughs> so of
4: because yeah because it could fall yeah it's got that sort. yeah it is a very delicate record a A very fragile record but it's so classic um so it's a flake so you can win all nine the top (laughs) win nine chocolate bars if you can just guess what
1: if you can just name a chocolate bar for Sharon Bennett and remind me tomorrow yeah as you said (laughs) tweet us write your comments uh, or email joff at roughtrade.com oh god I'm gonna get emails (laughs) now
4: oh well well that was fun anyway I'm hungry now
1: it was fun thank you so much for joining us um I'll try and get Nigel on board with the chocolate bar idea. Maybe we could switch it up with like You
4: could do anything. He could yeah. do flowers. One yes. Yes. He could do like um pies. Yeah. And he loves pies. Yeah. <gasps> I don't know if it, a... I don't know if it's helping people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, because like it's that whole you can only describe so much in words. Yeah. To have a comparison other than another artist or album, yeah. which sometimes is a bit tenuous. It's like, yeah, yeah why not a uh,
4: why not a chocolate A bar. car or something. Car. It'd be great. Don't, <laughs> I, I can't do cars. Car models. I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> I just know chocolate okay. and pop music.
1: Um, Awesome. Well, thank you, Joff. No um, problem. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week, but also next month for March. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye.
2: Rough Trade Radio. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.